Hello, cookbook friends, and welcome to the Cookbook Divas podcast, where we help you find your next favorite cookbook, new or vintage. My name is Carrie, and with me is my co-host, Katie, and we are Cookbook Addicts. Thank you for joining us today. We will be going over our weekly roundup for brand new cookbook releases for the third week of July. Wow. Uh, this week is light compared to the weeks ahead. So let me start off with one I am, <laughs> I'm super looking forward to. It is Disney Villains Devilishly Delicious Cookbook. It's by Julie Tremaine. And I am like, the pictures have sold me. I am definitely getting this cookbook. <laughs> I can't not get this cookbook. It sounds They're, so fun. <laughs> oh my God, it is. Actually, I'm going to just read off the, the recipes that I can see in here. So this one is deviled dragon eggs. Then we have poor unfortunate rolls, which I couldn't... <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I love that next to uh, each recipe, they have the, like, an icon of the villain it's associated with. Not like you, if you're a Disney fan, you're going to know what the reference is. But if you don't, it's nice and helpful. They also have a lion's share pharaoh salad. So it's not just desserts, which is cool. And then a huntsman pie, which is super cute. It even has, like, a heart on the side. Like, Aww. you know. <laughs> It's fun. So there are 50 recipes. They're very, very easy. They are, if you are a Disney villain lover, it's covering all of your favorites like Corella DeVille, Maleficent, Ursula, all of the big bads. So it's super awesome. Is and there a poison apple? I don't, you know what? I don't know because I feel like that would be a really easy one to do. You could just make a green caramel sauce and have a caramel apple like that. Well, yeah, so many people make, like, poison, you know, fake poison apples for Halloween. I would think yeah. they would include that. Hmm. Yeah, but it's perfect because now we can have these Disney villain cookbooks for, you know, it's really early, obviously. It comes out July 20th, but we can have these in prep for Halloween, which, again, I'm pretty excited for. So that is Disney Villains Devilishly Delicious Cookbook by Julie Tremaine. Oh, yeah, well, I have a Halloween cookbook, too. Yes! Coming out on July 20 is Spooky Food, 80 Fun Halloween Recipes for Ghosts, Ghouls, Vampires, Jack-O-Lanterns, Witches, Zombies, and More Whimsical Treats by Kayla Gallagher. Now, a ghost and a ghoul and a vampire and a witch and a zombie are all based on humans, but Jack-O-Lanterns? I'm not sure why that was Ooh. included in the title. <laughs> ah. The author turns everyday recipes into colorful, eye-catching treats. And for example, recipes include a poison apple cake. Oh, there we go. A marshmallow cobweb cake. Voodoo doll brownies. I've got to see a picture of that. I, yes, definitely. Jack-o'-lantern stuffed peppers. I'm not sure how that works. Butcher's knife mug topper cookie. <laughs> uh, skull calzones. A Ooh. bleeding heart panna cotta cauldron hot chocolate of course that's not groundbreaking and a glowing ghost cake i have got to get this cookbook it sounds really really fun oh and i'm trying God. to see if i could see a picture of the glowing ghost cake no but i do see shrunken head apple cider that's really creepy oh my god and i see some jack skellington style macaroons so that oh. is spooky food 80 fun halloween recipes by kayla gallagher we're going to have to save up so much money for the holidays and all these amazing cookbooks. Oh, no.
This next cookbook is for you dog lovers out there. I couldn't help myself. It's called Becoming a Dog Chef. Stories and recipes to spoil your pup from America's top dog chef. It comes out July 20th. It's by Kevin Matthews. I don't know about you, Carrie, because you have, you have dogs, but I have a lot of dog friends that have to cook their dog's food for them, or they don't have to. They want to. <laughs> do you have to do that too? No, they did get sick recently and they're elderly, so we had to cook them chicken and rice for about a week, and that Aww. was a nightmare. So I'm glad that for now they can just eat their whatever their vet tells us is the best dry kibble food for them. Yay! Yeah, and I'm I'm like that too. I give my cats wet food occasionally, but I do know a lot of people, and that might be one of you guys that cooks for your animal and. That's awesome. Like good, seriously good on you. I you are I a better be like person that. than me. Yeah. <laughs> I I want to be like that. So, inside you have chapters on raw food, cooked food, and treats and sweets. And I love that because it, not being a dog owner, but also, you know, it's all can- not canines, but, you know, carnivores, you have I didn't know there would be a difference with the raw food and cooked food, but there is. Like, you have to do it properly. So I really, I really enjoy that. I'm not seeing a whole lot of photos. I'm not getting a look through for that or how many actual recipes there are in here. But it's kind of hefty. It's 188 pages. But if you, you know, want to learn how to feed your dog nutritional food and cook it yourself, this is going to be a a cookbook that you're going to want. It might not be a human cookbook. Well, maybe if you're clever, it could be. But it's for your That's dog. That's gross, dude. <laughs> Come on. It's fine. It's uh, Becoming a Dog Chef, Stories and Recipes to Spoil Your Pup from America's Top Dog Chef by Kevin Matthews. Next up, I have The Art of Preserving, Ancient Techniques and Modern Inventions to Capture Every Season in a Jar. Comes out July 20. It's by Emma McDonald. She gives us clear and comprehensive instructions for curing, drying, pickling, bottling, canning, crystallizing, and jellying. That sounds like a lot of work, but harvest is coming sooner rather than later. She also shares recipes for jams, chutneys, cordials, fruit liqueurs, terrines, cheeses, and butters. She covers every classic, including uh, confit chicken, candied peel, quince cheese, mint jelly, onion marmalade, mango chutney, slow gin, and piccalilli. Oh, you had me at gin. Uh, (laughs) Some of her recipes are centuries old, and some of them have a modern twist, such as banana and date chutney, and grapefruit and elderflower marmalade. She also includes expert tips on troubleshooting, which I would really need, and information on all the equipment you will need, too. That is The Art of Preserving Ancient Techniques and Modern Inventions to Capture Every Season in a Jar by Emma McDonald. Next up, we have Stir-Fry Cookbook for Beginners. Recipes and Techniques to Stir-Fry with Sizzling Success. It comes out July 20th. It's by Chris Toy. I love stir-fry. That's one of our go-tos at my house because it's just so easy to throw vegetables in a pan with something and sauce it up and serve it over rice or noodles and you're good. So I love this because it's great for, I mean, not just beginners, it's great for all households. So some of the things that you'll find in this cookbook is they help you with wok selections. That's super important. I wished I had that lesson when I was shopping for woks, but oh, yeah. it's, it's very overwhelming. It's intimidating. It is. And then you don't know. And it doesn't even include the size. Like, yeah, it's a it's a whole ordeal. So I like and that. And it doesn't fit 
It doesn't fit inside my regular like cupboard. Like they're huge. <laughs> they are big. And you can't nest the other pans in it like you can with skillets and stuff. I, I feel it. I'm Yep, exactly. So they guide you with wok selections. They also do a stir-fry step-by-step. So there is a right way to do stir-fry. And I learned through trial and error. So I really do wish I had this cookbook when I, when I was kind of learning more how to cook. There is a whole thing to do and a whole order of things to do with stir-fry. So it tells you how to have a uh, main choose the correct ingredients when to put it on the stir fry because remember everything's super hot how to keep things moving in a wok and then how do you finish things with sauces and garnishes they also provide a full menu so you get to learn about a whole range of sides entrees that feature like vegetables meat fish chicken and noodles I think some of the examples that I was able to pull up were like a Kung Pao chicken. We have a Buddha's Delight. So a lot of these classic stir-fried dishes that you'd find are really cool and they're in this cookbook. I can't find any pictures. The cover looks fine. It's not a very big cookbook, but I like that it gives you all the basics you'd need so you can kind of grow and make your own stir-fry. It's super cool that way. So that is Stir-Fry Cookbook for Beginners, Recipes and Techniques to Stir-Fry with Sizzling Success by Chris Toy. My next cookbook is the Farm Made Cookbook, Traditional Recipes from America's Farmers. It's by Patty Johnson Long and Farm Made Publications. Comes out July 20. It's a regional journey to unearth classic Americana farm fare. It's a time capsule of food, craft, and tradition. They share 75 multi-generational recipes from farms all over the country, such as New England, the Deep South, the Midwest, the Southwest, and the Northwest. Each authentic farm-made recipe represents its region's unique farming culture. Recipes are paired with each farm's unique story of resilience and connection with the land. And I don't have a sneak preview, except for wild blueberry scones and cola-braised pork shoulder with chipotle adobo sauce. It's the only Mm. things they'll let us see ahead of time on Amazon. So if you're interested and that's your kind of thing, that's the Farm Made Cookbook, Traditional Recipes from America's Farmers by Patty Johnson Long. Next, we have The Medicinal Chef, A Plant-Based Diet. This comes out July 20th. It's by Dale Pinnock. And they provide 80 vegan recipes. They give you meal plans. This book is also giving you kind of some advice on how to eat a healthy, balanced vegan diet. And as we've talked about before, which I wish I knew before I tried the vegan thing months ago, you need, you need to eat certain things so that you're not lacking in, in other things. Cause, you know, changing your diet up, you're going to lack iron. Like if you're used to eating meat, you're going to need to learn how to supplement everything. So this cookbook does do a great job introducing you to a plant based diet. Let me read off a few of the recipes that Dale has provided in this cookbook. We have a mango, chili, and coriander lettuce wrap. Wow. That sounds really good and actually kind of simple at the same time. I don't know why I didn't think of that. A pepper and tofu stir fry. We also have a Moroccan spiced cauliflower steak and it's sided with like a pea puree and it looks like these big garlic slices. This looks that really good. Sounds amazing. It, yeah, it looks uh, really, really awesome. 
So one thing, because this is a diet book, and we don't usually talk about diet books, but I, I like pulling some diet books that I think are, they, they're unique because it's saturated. So what he has done is on each recipe, he not only, you know, we have the typical serving size ingredients and how to make it, but he provides a rich in and then he has, for instance, like your roasted broccoli with tahini drizzle. It says it's rich in calcium. It's rich in vitamin C, selenium, uh, a few other things that I cannot pronounce because I'm not a scientist. But I like that he's mentioned that so that you know what you're getting and what, you know, if you're lacking vitamin C, you can eat this and you're going to get some vitamin C in there. There's also little icons in each recipe that kind of tell you what each recipe is good for. So if it's cardiac health, bone health, uh, neurological, gut health. So for you health junkies out there, this is a great cookbook because it, it's really easy to navigate. You get to learn about each dish in a lot of detail. Like I would never know if I was making something if it was rich in vitamin C. I just wouldn't know that. So I like that he's done that and it's really cool. Very scientific. It's The Medicinal Chef, A Plant-Based Diet by Dale Pinnock. My next cookbook is the Simcha Cookbook, over 100 modern Israeli recipes blending Mediterranean and Middle Eastern foods. It is by Avi Shemtov, and in Hebrew, Simcha means joy and celebration, and Simcha is the restaurant located in Sharon, Massachusetts. You can recreate the delectable dishes that honor the traditions of Shemtov's Turkish-Israeli roots, and I think I can see a whole bunch of preview images. Let's see what's in here. Roasted and stuffed sardines, olive oil poached fluke. Of course, Massachusetts would have a lot of fish on the menu. I see an avocado stuffed with some crispy fried somethings. Ooh, there's a fig and goat cheese salad. That's always delicious. Oh, yeah. Clam chowder tadig, sumac and lime mahi-mahi, campfire peaches and cream. Uh, the photography is a little wacky. It's zoomed in really close foods. I don't find it very appealing, so I can't give this uh, two thumbs up. But let's take a peek at the contents. Cuisine at a crossroads. Meza salad sides and staples. Brunch and booze. Ooh, that sounds fun. Entrees and desserts. So that is the Simcha cookbook. Over 100 modern Israeli recipes, and it's from Cider Mill Press, one of our favorites, and the author is Avi Shemtov. Next, we have East London Food, The People, The Places, The Recipes. It comes out July 15. It's by Rosie Burkett and Helen Cathcart. This is a new edition, an updated edition of, this was a sellout book. It covered like all of London's most exciting food and their food scene. So this second volume features 20 new culinary hotspots in London. And let's see, it profiles 40 top chefs that either have Michelin-starred chefs, specialist butchers, wild foragers, even urban beekeepers. So this is a really fun book. You get to learn about London and London cult, each East London culture in specific, the restaurants and food surrounding that area. And then they provide some recipes as well in this cookbook. So I just thought it was a really cool addition. I'm not seeing any, they're not letting me see any photos in here. I love reading about all this stuff and I love reading about local food and 
their life. So this is just a really fun little cookbook to throw in. It was East London Food, The People, The Places, The Recipes by Rosie Burkett and Helen Cathcart. My next book is something I needed months and months and months ago. It's called Barantined. Oh, recipes, yes. Recipes, Tips, and Stories to Enjoy at Home by Mike Wolf. It's the ultimate guide to creating your own bar experience at home, which I did, but I could have used this guide. <laughs> Shake, stir, and sip your way through quarantine with more than 80 easy-to-make cocktail recipes, techniques for making cordials, and the best drinking tips for mavericks of the mixology scene. He gathered insights from more than 50 expert bartenders and sommeliers, and Barantined provides engaging advice for staying entertained at home, from music playlists to reading recommendations to suggestions for drinks to pair with takeout. So I might grab a copy of this because hopefully we'll never have to be quarantined again. But I could use it during the fall and winter where we live in Seattle and it's raining and cold. We don't have the worst winters, though. We, we don't usually have a bunch of snow, but I definitely stay home a bit more in the fall and winter. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. And I just don't wonder why it took so long to publish this, but that's okay. We'll have it on hand now. Yeah. That's Barantined, Recipes, Tips, and Stories to Enjoy at Home. Hopefully we won't ever have a next a next time, but you never, you yeah. never know. Man. The last cookbook on this list is Atlantic Seafood, Recipes from Chef Michael Howell. It comes out July 20th. And this is also a second edition cookbook. So he has shared 50 of his favorite seafood recipes with dishes ranging from classic to contemporary. And that's in addition to what is already in this cookbook. So there are already, I'm trying to see if there there's a number. I think there is already at least 50 recipes in this cookbook. So it's up, it's upgraded substantially. So in his cookbook, you'll see dishes like spicy Caribbean crab cakes to tandoori monkfish and then to crispy calamari. And all of that sounds so good. I like that he's able to give us some dishes from all around the world versus just one area. I always see that with seafood, it seems like, where if a seafood-specific cookbook, it always feels like it's very... American or fusion oriented. So I'm glad to see some other cuisine in there. Almost every recipe in here has a full colored photo. And of course, that's going to be super appealing. And especially for a seafood cookbook, I'm always intimidated by seafood. So I really appreciate a photo to help me along the way. So that is Atlantic Seafood Recipes from Chef Michael Howell. It comes out July 20th. My final book is Whole Grain Sourdough Made Simple, Easy Recipes for Artisan Loaves and Specialty Breads. Another cookbook I could have used during pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it's by Heather Perrine. Comes out July 13. It's the simple starter guide for making whole grain sourdough at home. Mm. So supposedly whole grain sourdough is even better than that made with just white flour. I'm not yeah. sure it's something I would dive into, but I know it would be better for me. It helps bakers of all skill levels learn how to serve up warm and fresh loaves of this healthy and versatile variant. From sandwich loaves to sweet buns, find out how easy it is to bake perfect whole grain breads every time. She includes step-by-step -step directions, loaves and beyond, for example, sandwich breads and rolls. 
and she teaches us how to put an end to food waste with a collection of sweet and savory recipes designed to use up starter discard in creative ways. Love it. That's cool. It's from Rockridge Press, comes out July 13. It's Whole Grain Sourdough Made Simple by Heather Perrine. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's cookbook roundup for the third week of July. To hear about more cookbooks, stay tuned every Tuesday and Friday for more episodes. And make sure to share and subscribe so other cookbook collectors can find us as well. If you want to learn more about more cookbook news, come on over to our Facebook, our Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest at Cookbook Divas. We also have a website at cookbookdivas.com where we write about way more cookbooks. Thank you so much again for listening and happy cooking!